Welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, the podcast where we speak with people in the school and those who've already left to find out what life is really like there. In this episode, Saskia Jordan speaks to Antonia Ridley, former student at the school, and Eva, current pupil and head girl too. We hear how Antonia benefited so much from subjects like drama when she was at school, and we hear what she's been doing since she left school. Meanwhile, we hear how life is at Ipswich with Eva being in year 13. But we also hear how Antonia's career has evolved into the law firm where she's working now, combining law and her love of the French language. So come with me while Saskia Jordan introduces our two guests for this episode. So hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School. Today we're talking to Antonia, an old Ipswichian, and to Eva currently in year 13 and our current head girl. So welcome to you both. Antonia, I've been told that uh, you got stuck into everything at school. Your tutors remember you very fondly. They say you were lots of fun, very warm, uh, and you just got involved with so many things. Welcome back. How are you? Thank you. That's really lovely to hear um, that people remember me as fondly as I remember the school. Um, Because, yeah, it's true. There was so much on offer and it's yeah, lovely to look back on the, the time. So thank you for inviting me back. Thank you. And Eva, hello. Eva, I know as well you get you get involved with so many things. You're very musical. And didn't you do very well in music last year? Um, I did my grade eight last year. Um, but yeah, just lots of things on at the moment. And how are you finding being head girl? So far, pretty busy. But yeah, it's all it's all been quite fun so far. Excellent. Right, Antonia, what do you remember about your time at Ipswich School? Oh, yeah, lots of stuff. So, um, like, hobbies-wise, I was really musical as well. Um, I sang in the chapel choir and the show choir. I don't know if you did your grade 8 in singing, but that was, yeah, yeah that was what I did. I did my grade 8 in. And I'm, uh, I've just, well, I've just taken up, I lead show choir now this year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so um, I now sing in, like, a, an a cappella choir, and I think oh, cool. that really fueled cool. that. Who led it mm. when, when you were in it? Imogen Parry mid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, I think she's coming back for the Festival of Music to do something with us. Oh, cool. I think, yeah, I can't remember if she started it, but if it was, um, there was Miranda as well. Um, yeah, they were always big names in, like, the music and drama um, sector. Do you do drama, kind of dramatic stuff as well? I do, yeah, although I, I can't do the school musical this year, annoyingly. But, yeah, normally into all of that. What is it this year? What is the musical? It's The Adams Family. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I would, yeah, it would have been really good to do. Yeah. Yeah, when I was there, we did um, I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change, and we did Seussical as well. It's kind of Dr. Zeus stories, a bit of a mixture of them. I was just speaking to Clara Wilson, who was in Seussical. Oh, yeah. She was... So she was in our podcast yesterday. <laughs> I think she was the cat in the hat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I think so. Eva, what have you been in musical? We did a uh, little shop of horrors when I was in year ten, and that was the last big school musical that we did, obviously because of COVID and everything. Uh, but that was really good. But then all the sort of middle school plays, low school plays, I've done all of them in yeah whatever strange productions <laughs> that they decide to put on. <laughs> And do you want to continue it, do you think, when you leave school? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've done quite a lot out of school as well, the sort of drama and, and performance kind of thing. So, yeah, definitely, I think that's one of the first sort of societies I'd look to join when, when I go to uni, is sort of drama or music of some sort. So, Antonia, what did you do? At uh, school, sorry. You left Ipswich School. What, mm-hmm. what, what next? What happened for you? Straight after I left school, I went to uni. 
I went to University of Birmingham and I did English literature and French. Um, and as part of that, I did a year abroad. So I moved to the outskirts of Paris and I taught in um, a secondary school as one of the British Council language assistants, uh, which I loved. Um, and then I, I, final, I finalised my degree and then I moved back to Lyon to do some more teaching. So straight out of school, I sort of had a background in um, yeah, English language teaching uh, before going into my current job. Fantastic. And what, were you saying that you were doing drama at university as well? I've always thought about it. I didn't join any drama societies, but I did join, I think it was a chamber choir. Um, and we had a couple of concerts throughout the year. Um, and that was that was sort of enough, really. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that, keeping the singing going. So even since I've left uni, I've been in a couple of different choirs. So, yeah, I've always kept that with me. And actually, I was doing some stuff with Woolpit Drama Club um, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, the drama came back after uni. Fantastic. And so, Eva, you are currently looking at your applications for university. Mm-hmm. And what are you thinking of studying? Thoughts at the moment. Well, and English literature. Um, so, yeah, getting personal oh, statements well. finalised and ready to be sent off at the moment. Excellent. And you're also studying Spanish? Yeah, at the moment, A-levels are English, Spanish, maths and history. Excellent. Right, Antonia, can I ask you to think back? We've talked about all your drama and your languages. Do you think that helped you later on in life? Do you think it helps now? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think um, the the drama really helps with um, confidence and kind of putting yourself in other people's shoes, meeting lots of different people. The the, the club that I was in, Woolpit Drama Club, it was a real range of ages, so it was nice to meet older people, younger people, people my own age. And I guess the same goes for languages, really. Um, you get a kind of broader understanding of people because you meet people from different cultures, you live in different countries. And um, I do think it's speaking a different language means you can get a job in any kind of sector and use that language. Um, so it really broadens your opportunities in that respect, I think. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with the sort of similarities between drama and then languages. Um, and there's that thing, isn't there, of of people, bilingual people supposedly having sort of different personalities almost, I think, sort of within that sort of taking on... Oh, yeah, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, that sort of um, being able to put yourself in other people's shoes is so relevant to both. Yeah, and what I find when I speak French, I'm generally not a very direct person. I'm quite inclusive and I kind of skirt around issues and things like that. When I speak French, I get right to the point. There's, yeah, no messing about. (laughs) 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 Totally different person. (laughs) So there's a French Antonia and an English Antonia. Yeah, yeah, and I know which one I'd be friends with. Eva, is there a Spanish Eva and an English Eva? Spanish Eva is probably perhaps less articulate than English Eva because she doesn't quite know how to say what she wants to. Would you like to live in Spain, do you think, at any point, or in a Spanish-speaking country? I think I would, yeah. I think I'd definitely uh, just especially after leaving school perhaps in sort of maybe the time either between school and uni or just after uni um, just to like I guess cement the language a bit more but yeah definitely yeah. it's something I've, I've thought about 100%. Because I don't know what the plan is with them um, I don't think they do the Erasmus years anymore but I'm sure they'll replace it with something similar because I think for people studying languages or wanting to get better at a language you have to live in the country to, to really yeah, consolidate definitely, it like definitely, you say. I agree. So Antonia, your um, language skills have definitely helped you in your work. Do you think also you were saying that perhaps they make you appreciate different cultures, they make you have a broader perspective on life? Would that be fair to say? 
Yeah, especially sort of teaching in a school and in a uni in France helped me understand why things are the way they are in England. So we have school uniforms, um, you know, the unis are largely kind of privatised, the timetables are very different, they have much, much longer days. So yeah, it's nice to get the perspective on both sides of the channel. And yeah, kind of kids of um, each culture are very different and the things that they learn are, are different obviously the history and stuff of the countries and Eva do you think that because you're intending to go on and study English literature do you think um, having that awareness of Spanish literature helps um, yeah definitely I've read sort of recently um, in I guess preparation for sort of the wider reading of university read some Spanish literature I mean in Spanish lessons we're doing Spanish literature obviously in Spanish um, but no, I think it definitely helps. And I think in English, we've also been doing texts in translation. We've been doing it at a doll's house, which was obviously originally in Norwegian. So I think it is definitely interesting just to think about even doing a Spanish text or a text of another language in English. It's still so interesting to see how the viewpoints and sort of commentaries on that country can be sort of translated and interpreted within uh, sort of English society and, and within the English language. That's really interesting. And Tony, it's also really interesting how your career has kind of evolved. You've done English and French, and now you're in law. How, how does that happen? I think it was the um, kind of common denominator of French, really. It was living in the different countries, getting a really good level of French. And then when I moved back home, looking for French-speaking jobs, um, which are sort of fairly thin on the ground in this area of the country. So I, I sort of fell into my work at uh, Ashton's Legal, the, the law firm. But I love it. We're a, we're a small team. Uh, we also have an office up in Leeds and it's a French legal services team. Uh, so we deal with French wills, French inheritance tax, you know, French property transactions. And without my knowledge of French, I wouldn't probably be in the legal sector. So, yeah, it's been invaluable in that respect. And it's a really nice part of myself to have kept, but to now use professionally. The legal system must be very, very different from in France from England, so it must be quite complicated. Yeah, hugely different. So um, one of our main um, sort of issues in the team is that France has forced airship provisions. Um, so when you're a parent, you know, leaving your assets on death, under French law, there is a reserved portion for your children. Um, but due to kind of developments in succession law in Europe, there are ways around that and it's that's one of the main things we kind of report on and like review on but yeah also the tax position is very very different in France um there's sort of hefty inheritance tax for people who aren't related by blood um as opposed to England where you've got the kind of overarching tax system so it's it's really interesting it takes a little bit of getting your head around but it's a niche sector to work in um and yeah, Ashton's has been a great company to work for got me into kind of extra learning and development stuff through Silex which is a an organisation that provides training to become a kind of qualified legal professional. So it's been a, yeah, real like bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, and so, I mean, languages have certainly opened doors for you. Mm. And then the other thing you're really uh, keen on is actually that you, you probably, at Eva's age, don't yet know where you'll end up or what you'll do, but to have an open mind. Yeah, is that what definitely. You think? Yeah, I've, uh, when I look back on myself at 18, I, I think I can't believe that I was... Um, expected by general society to make those kind of decisions at that age and I think it's so easy to be really hard on yourself and actually if I could look back on that you know if I looked back on that time and even younger than 18 I would say to myself 
don't take things too seriously you know um don't be afraid to be upset don't be afraid to talk things through don't be too much pressure on yourself because you kind of um never know any different so whatever you choose to do will be the right thing and Eva what would you say to the pupils looking joining us this year in year seven they're 11 years old what do you say to the 11 year olds um I would say that yeah I mean much like Antonia sort of saying that opinions will change um expectations will change by the end of year seven I thought I knew exactly what a levels I was going to do I thought I knew you know exactly yeah where I'd be when I got to the end of school and I mean one is the same I thought I'd do Spanish in year seven and I have followed through with that but all the others um are completely different I think I in year seven I hated maths with a passion and now have ended up doing that at a level um so yeah just (laughs) opinions are going to change and so so are you um but yeah don't don't hold yourself too accountable for for anything don't take it too seriously I would say probably yeah, so that holds true at 11 and at 18. Antonia, can you think back to school or maybe maybe after school? What was the thing you're most proud of in your time here? Well, there was yeah, I mean there, there was lots that happened in my in my time at Ipswich, but I think for me my my kind of proudest achievement was on joining Ipswich. I was awarded the Queen's scholarship, which um I'd applied to a few different schools, thank you. I'd applied to a few different schools, you know, state and independent, and um, the scholarship wasn't a deal breaker, but um, I felt very valued. I received a little handwritten note from the from the headmaster, and uh, I remember just feeling super excited about joining the school. That It made me feel so kind of welcome and, yeah, excited about it. So I'd have to say that, I think. And clearly that carried on, because your tutors are still talking about how you just got involved with everything and you, you were a really positive... Um presence in their tutor groups Eva what can you think over your time here um, and you joined us in prep what's the thing you're most proud of well slightly in a slightly sad way until quite recently probably the year six play in year six um, <laughs> but no recently I'm really proud of the sort of equality efforts that I've been a part of at school I co-lead a consciousness club which is an equality group a feminist group and I think some of the stuff we've talked about, some of the things that have been achieved through that um, have been really good. And that's something I'm definitely really proud of. I, yeah, I think you're making a really um, tangible presence with Consciousness Club. And also, um, you were talking to me yesterday about pupil voice and how you think that's being heard. Can you expand a little bit more on that? Yeah, definitely. I think recently, definitely in the last couple of years, the pupil voice has definitely been a very loud presence, especially in the sixth form. Um, we just introduced Meat Free Mondays, which is a result of the year above me so last year's year 13s calling for that as part of their uh, leavers challenge it was sort of a dragon's den type thing of they put forward their ideas for the school um so just the student voice leading the school to be more environmentally conscious and think more about the planet um so yeah i think the the voice of the students is definitely really really well heard at the moment thank you and i'm dying to ask tell me more about the year six play we did robin and the sherwood hoodies (laughs) <laughs> in yeah in 2015 and I was Robin Hood and it was yeah it was uh, it was a good time <laughs> excellent well I'm delighted that that's that stayed with you that's fantastic um, um right well I'm on to our last quick fire questions uh, these these are just fun best place to hang out at school would it be the school field or the sixth form center and I'm going to ask you Eva because you're here where's the best place to hang out the at school, school field definitely I've just been there all lunchtime <laughs> okay Antonia yeah I used to like walking around the field and sitting on it if it was sunny 
But I also spend quite a lot of time in the music corridor. I used to hang out there. If there was like a hot radiator, I'd perch on that during the winter. Yes, yeah, so some, someone else in sixth form said they were always in the music centre. I don't know if I was allowed to, actually, now I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm oh. not sure if I was allowed to. <laughs> no, I'm sure you were. No, but it was great, the old music <laughs> corridor, because it had all those like little alcoves where the cupboards were. Yeah. There were so many places to sit mm. along the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Best school dinner. What do you think? Someone someone yesterday said pudding, which I endorse. Eva, what's your best school dinner experience so far? Oh, I was going to say mine were paninis, definitely. I used to love those. And what about you, I Eva? quite like, they did katsu pork. They've done that quite a few times. And, and that's always quite exciting when I see that on the menu. Excellent. And my last question for you, best school trip. Who wants to go first? I think you're going to say the same thing. Eva, you go Cumbria first. Cumbria in your eight all the way. <laughs> Antonia yeah mine I, I, we went on a choir tour to Hamburg which I loved that was really cool um but mine would definitely wow. have to be I went on the India trip and it was like two weeks of exploring in India which was just a once in a lifetime opportunity I've never done anything like that again so it'd have to be that okay and Mr Basant will be really pleased yeah <laughs> the choir tours are good we did uh Berlin and New York I've done and they were so good wow jealous fantastic I'd do that again that's been brilliant. Thank you, both of you. Really interesting. Really loved hearing about all the, the way that languages has informed everything that you do. Um, and great to hear about your shared experiences of the school. So thank you very much. Goodbye to Antonia and goodbye to Eva. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. So that was Antonia and Eva. Thank you to you both for coming on to this episode. If you have any questions following anything you've heard, then you can reach the school by visiting www.ipswich.school. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you get future notifications, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.